People think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. And welcome to Kidney Talk. Today, we're going to talk to a youngster, and we're yes. not talking about me. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> I think I look pretty good for my age of you 75. You do. You look fabulous. Yes, we're going to be talking to Jessica Frizz. <laughs> Frizz? Is that you were talking about her oh, hair again? <laughs> now that's Je- not nice to talk about the no, guests. No, we're like going to be talking to Jessica Fries. Fries, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Fries. How that's how you actually spelled. pronounce it. Yes. And she has been living with kidney disease for a very long time. I mean, but she's only a teenager. So yeah, how long? She's a teenager. Be? Um, we're going to find out. But you know, it's really difficult to now you've be a been teenager through that. and and be on dialysis. And, yes. You've been now. That must be really. You know, we do that teen prom, mm-hmm. and we see lots of people on dialysis, but. I never really get to talk to them. What's it like being a teenager and, you know, well, having to do dialysis, like peritoneal every 30 minutes or whatever it is? Well, when I was on dialysis um, from age 12 to 24, I mean, I literally spent all my teenagers on dialysis. So um, one of the things that I always found is that uh, kidney disease centric growth. So it can make you much smaller than your peers. And it also um, Is that makes what you... happened to Gary Coleman? Yeah, that's what happened to Gary Coleman. Wow. Um, because I believe it's, what does it have to do with, um, I can't even, metabolism or something. Um, but it can stunt your growth. So now it has nothing some... to do with being black. No. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and now they have growth hormones and stuff like that that can help uh, teenagers and young kids uh grow. Mm-hmm. But I always felt that I had the mind of a 40-year-old and the body of a 12-year-old. And so people always treated me like I was really young, but I I you know, I didn't have any friends my own age cuz I couldn't relate to them. Lori, you don't have any friends now, do you? <laughs> I have dogs and <laughs> oh, cats dogs and, and cats. birds. If you and, could talk to the animals. I can talk to the animals, that's right. Well, you know that that's it's an amazing thing to have to go through that, you know, like you can't sneak out of the house at night cuz you got to take your dialysis yeah, stuff with you. Yeah. I was on PD at night and you know, you'd go dancing and I'd have the fluid in my stomach. Oh my and, god. And you know, you're always all your friends have those cute little waists and um, you know, I, I couldn't even wear a belt. I mean, I could wear a belt, but it wasn't flattering. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I always pull my sweaters over my jeans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and it was really difficult because uh, I just had a hard time relating a lot of times to my peers. And it wasn't until I got older that I started to have friends who were younger than me. Maybe I'm right. immaturing as the older I get. And, and, you know, like when you're dancing and everything, don't you feel like the fluid slosh yeah, around? Yeah, tidal and... waves, man. I oh mean, yeah, it's like tidal ha- waves. and It's like having a waterbed in your stomach. I know. It, it really is. And because oh at times gosh. I would have like 1,500 cc's in my peritoneal cavity. And it was weird because you could walk around and you felt like a Teletubby with water in you. <laughs> you know what? I was never on peritoneal, but I feel like a Teletubby anyway. You feel like a Teletubby. <laughs> I just have an a excuse. Tubby. I don't know. I know. But um, it was difficult. And, you know, uh, then I had a transplant when I was 13 that didn't work. And I had another one when I was 17. Um, and when I was 17, um, when I got my transplant. Oh, can you sing that? 
when I was 17. There you go. It was a very bad year because the transplant didn't work. Um, now, well, wait when a second. I got... You say they didn't work. You, your first one worked like a, a couple years, right? No, my first one never worked. Never worked? Never worked. Oh, wow. My second one... Kind of like a General Electric TV. <laughs> or a refrigerator. Yes. And my second one, and, and just to the people listening out there, this was before they really knew what was going on with transplants, so I don't want to frighten everybody. But um, when I got my, a call for my second transplant, I had so many people there. Everybody was really excited to be there with me, and the transplant started working. And about three weeks after the transplant, things started going wrong with it. Oh, God. And what what was really weird is that a lot of the people who were there when I was getting the transplant, they were nowhere to be found when the kidney wasn't working anymore. So um, it was what interesting. They, they quit they, the they hospital? Just, they just got tired of the process. Oh. And what was interesting to me is that um, at a very early age, I understood what a real friend is. It was the friends who were there in the good times and the bad times. And I had a couple people who stuck through that entire time. And I think it was an incredible lesson that I learned early on in life is that your friends are there in good times and bad. And that's a hard lesson to learn at 17 when you're not very healthy. You know, that that is very interesting because, you know, in high school, you don't know really who are the superficial friends and who aren't the superficial friends. And you're right. I have a very, I have a friend, and not many people can say this. I met when I was nine years old, and we are, you know, I'm 53, and we still talk once a week. That's neat, isn't you know, it? It's, he's just a friend forever. You can do. It doesn't matter what happens. No. Um, doesn't matter if you're sick, well, and he's a happy, raging rich. homosexual. Oh, he is, <laughs> and we have nothing in common that way. But we just have been friends our entire life. Our well, parents that's... forced us on each other when we were nine. <laughs> you're crazy. So when we come back, we're going to talk to another friend of ours, yes. very nice youngster. She's 19. I'm going to get really, you know, scared of her because I'm scared of young people, you know? Hi, folks. Crazy Kenny Kid here to tell you about the incredible specials we're having. We are definitely wheeling and dealing this weekend. If I can't put you in a proper access, a lifeline like me and the missus like to call them, and I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. First, we have a Crazy Kenny Kid special on hemodialysis access with several different models. We have catheters great for the beginners or in any emergency, but you'll soon want to move up to a more sporty model. Next, we have the AV graft, a good utility access, but believe me, sweet folks, I have saved the best for last, the fistula. This is the access that everyone is talking about. You'll get great mileage and years of use with this baby. What's that you say? Hemo just doesn't fit the lifestyle you prefer, PD? Well, feast your eyes on this baby. Oh, I forgot this is radio. You'll just have to trust me on this one, folks. This is the PD catheter model. Beautiful, efficient, and easily hidden from view. So take your pick. We're dealing all week. We'll really have to move these babies. Keep your access clean and free of infection. A daily check for signs of redness and warmth could indicate infection. Check with your health care team for tips on how to keep your dialysis access clean and safe for use. And remember, if I can't put you in one of these lifelines, I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. Shine, let it shine. 
Now, listen, uh, Fries, uh, did you get teased as a child with that or what? With that last name, I actually got mispronounced. Yeah, I just said Frizz. Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't the only one who said that. It's actually pronounced fries. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jessie. When were you diagnosed with kidney disease? Um, well, I was diagnosed in 1989. I was not nearly one year of age. I was about 11 months old. I was pretty young, so... As opposed to the old woman of 19 you are now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> I've been on dialysis pretty much my whole life. Now, what kind of dialysis are you on, Jesse? I'm on hemo. Uh-huh. Well, you go into a clinic like three times a week? Yeah, I go to a clinic three days a week. Um, uh, I, I go to a uh, women's children's hospital of Buffalo. They don't allow men there? And ha- have you ever been on peritoneal dialysis? Um, I was on peritoneal. I did start out on peritoneal. Did you not like that? You know what? I don't even remember getting it. Mm-hmm. I was so young. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting peritonitis when I was very little. Now, are you on the transplant list? No, I'm not. How come? I'm not eligible for a kidney transplant just yet because I have a very rare disease. Oh, that will attack the new kidney? Yeah, this would attack the kidney the last time I had a transplant. Oh, okay, so you had one and it, your initial disease attacked your transplant. Yes. Oh, how old were you when that happened? I was 11 years old. Now, what's the disease you have? I'm very interested in that. Well, it's a very long disease. Are you ready to hear that? I am. If you can say it three times fast, it'd be even better. (laughs) (laughs) Hemolytic uremic syndrome, or HUS. All right, and explain to me what that is exactly. Well, actually, HUS is a blood disease that can cause major damage to your major organs, like your kidneys, for example. It can also... uh, cause problems with your neurologic system. Have you had those complications with neurologic system? Um, I'm actually deaf in my left ear. You're what? You're what? Deaf. Deaf. Oh, yeah, I'm deaf. I couldn't hear it. Steven's deaf. (laughs) Oh. Oh, my gosh. That that is so... And how how did you get hemolytic uremic syndrome? We don't know how I got it. It's actually, it was a sudden thing. We don't know what the, what the cause is. So what Lori told me wasn't true, that you just ate a bad can of tuna, right? Yeah. That's not true? <laughs> okay. Well, what's interesting, Jesse, is that's my diagnosis, too. No, it's not. It is, too. You lie. It's hemolytic uremic syndrome, hemolytic uremic syndrome. But I would never guess. You don't look like you have uh, that hemolytic thing. But mine was caused from the E. coli bacteria. Oh, that's right, because your family ate was stupid and ate raw hamburgers. Yeah. That's right, I forget. (laughs) They thought that's what mine was caused. Your family ate raw hamburger, too? I didn't eat raw hamburger. What'd you eat? I actually got it all of a sudden. You just got it all of a sudden? Yeah. I actually have the atypical... Type. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Are you going to school? Um, I know you're working. Tell us a little bit about your life. I'm actually going back to school in six weeks. I'm starting my sophomore year at Medai College here in Buffalo, New York. And what are you What are you studying there? I'm studying veterinary technology. Oh, buffaloes. Oh, yeah, perfect. with animals. <laughs> perfect. I'll be working with animals. <laughs> right. Do you have any animals? I have five of them. What kind? I have three rats, I have a guinea pig, 
Those and are, I also have a dog. Uh, well, those aren't animals. Those are rodents, dear. <laughs> Disgusting, filthy vermin. I, actually, I, rats are not that bad. I think they have bad marketing. What's it like growing up? Um, you know, you basically went through all your high school years on dialysis. Yeah, and, I mean, what's, what's did, it like with like a child growing up with kidney disease? It was pretty difficult because you had to you had to watch everything you did everything you ate everything every physical thing you did like i couldn't do sports i had a, a teacher's aide with me at all times all throughout school now no did your friends know did you tell your friends that you were on dialysis oh yeah my friends knew i would explain to them that yes i do not have kidneys. I have to go for treatment three days a week. And I explained to them what dialysis was, and they they understood. Were they supportive of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? That's encouraging, because I know sometimes if you get in with some wrong teenagers, they're like, oh, I don't want to bother with it. There were a couple of people like that. They were like, oh, you know, you're, you're not worth it. Well, how do you deal with your diet? Are you on a restrictive diet and, you know, hanging out with your friends? You know, we're such a fast food society. Is it difficult? Uh, do they encourage you to not cheat on your diet? Yeah, I am on a restricted diet, but if I'm out with my friends, I I try to find something, like, if we're at a restaurant, for example, I try to find something that corresponds with my diet. It may not be correct, you know, like what I would get at home. It's still full of sodium, but I try to make it so that I can eat it and it has something I can have. So do you do you date now when, when you were in high school? Did you date? I didn't date in high school, no. Do you date now in college? Um, I'm not seriously dating right now, Do no, because I'm more into my studies right now. Would you like a date? Would you like a date? I would like to, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I know a, a young boy who's very much interested. My son. I'm trying to get him married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. Oh, you're not. At 19, you're an old lady now, aren't you? I'm not ready to get married yet. I have to get through my sister's wedding that I'm helping out in. Oh, my gosh. How old's your sister? My sister is 23. And does she have any kind of kidney disease? She doesn't, no. She doesn't? No. Maybe you can lend her yours for a while. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, we need to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to learn more about Jessie. Yeah, I want to find out what she did at her prom. What's the secret ingredient for delicious yet healthier meals? Why, Mrs. Dash seasoning blends, of course. The 12 varieties of Mrs. Dash are all made up with a unique blend of 14 natural herbs and spices to make side dishes snap, potato pop, and dinner's date unbelievable. And since Mrs. Dash has always been salt-free with no MSG, you can create great-tasting meals full of only one thing, mouth-watering flavor. Here's an easy-to-make, healthy recipe idea. Coat some boneless chicken breast in a mixture of Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, and Mrs. Dash Original Blend. Saute in extra virgin olive oil until done. Then give a small squeeze of fresh lemon juice and serve over your favorite pasta. Doesn't that sound good? Well, for more information, visit MrsDash.com. Mrs. Dash, salt-free, flavorful. Oh, 
So welcome back, Jesse, a 19-year-old college student who has been living disease since the age of what, Jesse? The age of 11 months. 11, 11 months. months. My good. Like, just when you started to walk, you found out you had kidney disease. Now, I have a question. Have you ever considered doing home hemodialysis? Um, I have considered doing home hemo. And? Uh, my nurses say I am a candidate for it. And what happened? The only problem is um, at our unit, uh, we don't have training for kids on hemo. Oh, my gosh. Well, is there a unit near you? Because I got to tell you, I was on regular dialysis like you going in three times a week. And I uh, traveled about 25 miles to get trained uh, every day for three weeks. And I'm on home hemo now. And I just can't tell you how much I love it. He feels so much better. I That's... feel so much better, and it's at my schedule. I do it every day, six days a week, actually. And I, wow. do, I do it every day, and I do it at night or in the morning, whatever my schedule allows me to. That's when I do it. And how long do you dialyze, Stephen? It, the machine calculates it for you, but mine, my size, I'm about 200 pounds. It, it's about two hours and 34 minutes. Okay. So probably with you being so small, I know somebody your age or, or, you know, your size, and they dialyze five days a week, and it's about two hours. Two hours. So it's about 10 hours of dialysis a week. Now, you learned so much about your illness. Um, who helped you understand it? Um, do you have a supportive family, your healthcare professionals? Oh, yeah. My mother is like the godsend, okay? <laughs> so you're a very big patient advocate for yourself along with your mom, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very important. I know Lori, of course, RSN is a patient right. advocacy group, and it's just so important because they have so many patients. I know at UCLA, you're lucky if you get a call back. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, well, you have to be your own advocate, and obviously, um, Jesse's 19 years old, and uh, she played a big part in that because of the fact that I'm sure she and her mom has advocated for her care her whole life, and that's why she's doing so well today. Hey, Jesse, did you go to your senior prom in high school? I did. I did go to my senior prom. I wouldn't have missed it. And and, and was that fun? And who was your date? What's his name? And I want to know what he looks like. I, I actually didn't have a date <laughs> oh. for prom. Oh, very good. There's still a chance, Stephen. <laughs> so you can dance with any guy you want then? Yeah, basically. Were there a lot of stag guys there? Sad guys? Stag. <laughs> stag. Sad, single. Sad. A lot of sad guys, too, because they didn't have a date. <laughs> And there were some, but I stayed away from them. You stayed away from the boys? <laughs> no, I don't stay away from boys. The sad uh -huh. ones she does. Oh, the stag ones. The sad oh. ones. The bad ones. Oh, the, the bad, bad ones. <laughs> bad. Bad stag Well, we're sad. trying to get Jesse to come out to our prom. Right. Have you ever been to the renal teen prom? No. The thing is with that, it's hard for me to, to try and not arrange all that for me. Oh, why? It's just a plane ride. I work a lot, and I go to school. Right. You work in a, Do you work in a veterinarian's office? I want to, but... Um, Where do you work right now? I work in a nursing home. Oh, okay. For, for pets? No. Oh, <laughs> I thought you worked with old pets or something. <laughs> He's crazy. Don't, don't pay any attention. Now, what kind of dog do you have, uh, uh, Jesse? I have a German Shepherd mix. 
a German Shepherd mix, so he's like an attack dog, right? How's yeah. his kidneys? Oh, her kidneys are fine. Oh, her. Her, <laughs> her kidneys, yes. Growing up, I always had like this mind of a 40-year-old, but the body of like a 14-year-old or 13-year-old. And I always found that people talked to me like I was a child. Yeah, do people talk to you like you were a child? Because you, you look you young. You certainly, I don't know what you look like, but you certainly sound like you're, you know, four. <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, you do. You sound extremely young. You sound like you're re- literally about nine or ten. Well, I get that all the time, actually. Mm-hmm. In fact, I went to a an amusement park here, and I went out with my friends. We went up to this game booth. It said you could that they could guess age, weight, or birth. Right. When you were born. We went up to it, and I told my friend, I bet you they can't guess how old I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what did they guess? They they didn't tell me. They asked me how old I was. I said I'm 19. They go, no. And I got a prize. Wow. <laughs> and you only had to pay $6 for that prize. That was worth about two. Actually, it was free. <laughs> I had to pay three bucks for him to guess. <laughs> right, of course. And you know how much the prize is worth? It's worth about a quarter. Hey, uh, They're Jess- not stupid. Uh, Jesse, when I was 21 years old, um, I went snow skiing up in Squaw Valley. And the lift tickets were so expensive. So I was able to get a child's lift ticket every day for under 12. <laughs> you know, Lori <laughs> still sneaks into movies for the kids' prices now. But it didn't work out too well if, you know, you were thought somebody was cute on the slopes and you have this big old child tag on your vest. <laughs> it has its disadvantages. In fact, at restaurants, they charge my parents a child fee. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's that's but terrible. But does it ever get frustrating, though, sometimes? I know for me, it gets frustrating because it's like, you know, I'm not... Uh, you're you're very mature for your age, and I know that because I've spent time speaking with you and understanding what you're about. But it's frustrating because they just judge you on how you look. Um, do you ever get frustrated with that? I do get frustrated. In fact, when I worked at the Buffalo Zoo, um, I felt that they were actually judging me by look than by knowledge what are your statistics how tall are you jesse i'm actually four foot seven i'm four, four foot ten and a half four, so, so it's like you're a munchkin and what size shoe do you wear um i'm scared to say this but yeah uh i'm about a 13 to a one in a kid's size yeah i'm a two I'm yeah. a two. Yeah, so it's hard. You know, you'll we can go to Stride Ride together and get our shoes. For me, for me, they don't even do a size shoe. They just give me the shoe boxes to wear. No. My feet are so but, big. Uh, but I have to tell you, I always say, you know what? I'm taller than I look. Yeah. And if you have that attitude, you can do anything because it's, it's I, I've been there, though. It's frustrating because they're like, oh, you know, aren't you cute and pat you on the head and you want to smack them. Right. <laughs> I've had people pat me on the head. In fact, um, my aide that I had in school, um, she was actually not that tall either. And she would get patted on the head, too. And she would yell when I got got it as well. And I would yell too. So oh, you, really? you have such a positive attitude, Jesse. That's so one of the things the, I'm so yeah, impressed with. Right. What, what is? What do you find is the biggest obstacle of having kidney disease as a as a kid your whole life? What was the What was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome other than being stuck three times a week? Getting through times where I was just like feeling, uh, I don't want to go today. Go to school today. <laughs> Now, did you, after dialysis, did you get weak or anything after dialysis? Sometimes I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. In do you fact, have any... before you called, I actually took a nap. <laughs> oh. So did I. I actually took a nap while we were talking. Because actually, 
Yes, I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. I used to dialyze early in the morning, too. Um, yeah, we have, we have like, 10 kids at our unit. Oh, you just go to a kid's unit then, right? I go to a, a kid's unit for now. They're going to transition you, though, right? You have They're going to make you go to an adult unit soon, aren't they? Yeah, in two years. In two years. Now, uh, you have an uh, fistula? Yeah, I have um, I have a graft right in my right thigh. Oh, so you have a graft? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't have a fistula in my arm. Are you like, going like, to get... Say for you, I'm sure you have one in your arm, right? Right. Are you going to get a fistula? Um, I'm not able to. Oh, okay. Um, because I had a lot of surgery done where the they have to rely on the veins and arteries up in your chest area. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of catheters. You had a lot of stenosis up in your chest? I what? had a lot of catheters put in, so all those veins and arteries are just shut down. Do you have any other hobbies other than, you know animals. I mean, because I know when I was growing up, I had to really focus on crafts and getting involved because I couldn't do the physical activities. Do you have any other interests? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a lot. Um, I actually do tap dance. I tap dance throughout the year. Oh, that's neat. I always wanted to tap dance. I used to ice skate all the time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When I was your age, I loved to ice skate. And I actually bike ride. Okay. Now, I, I got a question. Have you ever tried to tap dance while you're riding a bike? No. Oh. <laughs> I tried that once. And... I think that would be humanly impossible. Well, no, I tried it once. You know, I, I did end up in the hospital, but uh, it was a good stay. They had good food there at that time. Well, you know, it was so great talking to you, and it's so exciting to hear somebody as young as you living with the disease, going to college, have a career on their mind. You're going to become a veterinarian. When I uh, and you... driving a car. Driving. Oh, that must be I the drive most. I ex- car. Uh, is it a what kidney ki- car? What kind of car do you have? It's a kidney car, right? I actually drive my mother's car. Or you can get a Mini Cooper. That'd be your size. That would be perfect for you. Yeah, people were telling me to get a Mini Cooper. Right, exactly. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, you're you're such an inspirational young woman, and you're just a, an incredible role model for other teenagers and people in general because you always have a positive attitude and you're a real blessing to everyone you know people say that about me they say i'm a role model too <laughs> they, they, they say i look like a croissant Can you imagine growing? Well, you can imagine growing up as a teenager. I can, and my heart just goes out to Jessie because I know that she's had to struggle with so much, and she's just, you know, she's always so happy and vibrant about life. And I think one of the things is being a child with kidney disease, you really don't know any difference. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be a little bit easier. You know, it could be my imagination. Did she seem, I don't know, she seemed kind of like sheltered because she's been sick and her parents are probably taking care of her. She didn't seem like a typical 19-year-old. She seemed sheltered and... Well, I think if you're growing up with kidney disease, you have a life of doctors and hospitals. Right, right. And parents being very careful about what you do and where you go and well you can't go a lot of places because you have to be home for dialysis you can't like you know your life is dependent upon you know adhering to a medical regimen and so you have to miss other opportunities i can't remember did you have brothers and sisters i can't remember um not going through dialysis i have step and 
and sisters and half sisters and brothers. Right. But, but did they didn't. Feel, they weren't. They didn't grow up with me. Did you feel though that your mom was very protective of you and you didn't get to experience things? No, I actually. Um, my story is my mom was actually. Uh, um, she's now sober, but she had alcoholism mm-hmm. uh, during a lot of the period that I was sick. And uh, what was interesting is I learned how to take care of her in some ways. Wow. Because of the fact that um, I was like the mom a lot of times. And what was really interesting looking back at it now is that it helped me so much because I actually felt like I was valuable. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that um, teenagers need is they need to have expectations of them. Even though you're sick, if they give you a pass, oh, you're sick, don't worry about it. Right. Um, you can become very manipulative. Um, As the patient, you mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that it's, it's you know, oh, everybody, you'll, you'll get a sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And in my household, my mom really needed help. She was sick, too. I believe alcoholism is an illness. Mm-hmm. I had to literally kind of take control of things sometimes. Now, do you think your mom's alcoholism was an escape because of her child was sick? No, my whole family's alcoholic. I mean, I think it's hereditary and it runs in the family. That's why I do my best not to drink, Stephen, despite mm-hmm. the rumors you're spreading. The Jack Daniels in your purse has nothing to do <laughs> with it. It has nothing to do with it. It's just to set you up. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.